Wherever you go, you will bring life. Awesome. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah. Don't be ashamed of your testimony. Never be ashamed of it because there's power. There's power in your testimony. Never be ashamed of where you come from because where you're going does not look like where you came from. That's a good word right there. It's so good. You know, I'll tell you something. That the word that is released in this church is so powerful. That if you only believe it, you and everything around you will be changed. You know, um, our church is a, is a very prophetic church. Everything that happens here is a prophecy. We may not give personal words like, oh, wow, your name is Duke. And you're going to get a job next week. <laughs> See, the, although I'm giving an example, he's taking the word. Right? So you, you must understand that the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Uh, and the word is the prophecy itself. The word of God that is spoken from here is the prophecy that you need. You don't need word of knowledge. Because word of knowledge is about the past. I can come to you and say, wow, Emmanuel, you are from Africa. It's in the past because you're sitting in Dubai. I'm not trying to make him more Africa. I'm trying to make him global. So by me talking about Africa only makes him look at Africa in the future. Hello. Are you okay? Yeah. So prophecy is about the future. And our future is to be transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus. Not Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, the resurrected one. Amen. Amen. So while we're on the series, um, this, I feel like it's a series of the new creation. Um, I really feel like we should pray because you need it. <laughs> Today you need the, this word. We're going to do something a little different with the word. I'm going to start talking and we're going to get into a little bit of science and then we'll get into the word. Like as in, like I'll open the Bible. Okay, but till then, hold on to your seats um, and it's going to be fun. All right? Very good. So um, last week's sermon, we understood that uh, God through Jesus has created the new man. And that the new man is not formed by systems and processes of this world or the wisdom of this world, but the new creation, the new man is formed by the word of God. All right? So, so transformation from old to new comes by the renewing of your mind. So in order for your body to manifest the new creation your mind needs to first become the new creation. So as a man thinks in his heart, so is. So if you think you're an, you, are, you need to get saved, you're a sinner, uh, all of that stuff, then my advice to you is stop fellowshipping with the spirit of stupid because he keeps telling you that you're a sinner. And you should actually fellowship with God and God's people. 
If people come to you and tell you there's a problem with the church and you need to leave the church, then you're fellowshipping with the spirit of stupid. Why would God tell you there's a problem with his body and him not fix it? Right, I'll slow down a bit because I can see you already holding your heart. Listen, God is interested in you presenting to him a body that is transformed. He's not interested in you coming him for transformation. A lot of the times we approach God because our sin, our sickness, our diseases, our circumstances lead us to God. The only one that leads you to God is Jesus. He says, I am the way to the Father. No man can approach the Father except through me. So your circumstance cannot lead you to pray to God for healing. Do you get it? Persecution does not unite the church, brother. <laughs> Only Jesus does. So if all of us in this room have the mind of Christ, the same mind, now Christ leads us to the Father. Today you will understand we're going to go into the micro aspect of Revelation, okay? The purpose of us, um, the purpose of us presenting a body to God is so that God can use our body to transform all of creation, all right? Um, if he wants to change the world, he can do it. Just like Thanos. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, the end game is here. For us, the end game happened 2,000 years ago, where Jesus just clicked his fingers and... Anyway, I'm not saying Thanos is Jesus. I think Iron Man is Jesus. <laughs> Are you okay? No spoilers. I haven't watched the movie, so don't worry. I just saw somebody booking tickets to go to watch Iron Man, to watch the end game. Who's, who's going to go today to watch the end? There we go. Yesterday you were. Oh, okay. See, the minute you open your mind to me, look at what comes to me. The new creation is formed by the word of God. Not past, but new. The proceeding word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And it keeps fulfilling as it proceeds. So our life, the new creation, the person loves progress. I don't like the same, same. That's the nature of the new creation. If you like, man, I like my same chair, I like to, that's why I constantly change the chairs of the coaches. They sit in new chairs every week. Every week. And if you're sitting in the same chair you sat in last week, or the week before that, or two months ago, or three months ago, hello, change is good. So the new creation, the new man that is all of us, is formed by God's progressive word. Okay? Now, I want to show you through scripture how that happens. When the angel Gabriel 
came to Mary with a word. He carried the seed in his mouth. Please listen to me. I'm carrying a seed right now for your transformation. The angel Gabriel carried the Christ seed in his mouth. And when he spoke to Mary, Mary, although she opposed it initially, she said, be it unto me according to your She didn't talk to God. She spoke to? No, Mary didn't speak to Mary. Mary spoke to Gabriel. And she told Gabriel, be it unto me according to your word. So we have now the seed of God that was in, that when she received the word of God, she believed it, she got impregnated with the Christ seed. So don't disregard the vessel that carries the Christ seed. Because that vessel is the one that is precious. God chose that vessel to give the Christ seed. Do you understand? Don't disregard. Don't treat it lightly. Because what is in that vessel's mouth is the very seed that can bring transformation on the world, in, in the earth. In, in the earth. Mary, the reason why I have great respect and admiration for Mary is because single-handedly, single-handedly, she ran a race. She produced a fruit that transformed the world. Single-handedly. She didn't need Brother Joseph. She didn't need uncle and auntie. She didn't need a church. She didn't do anything. She took the word and she said, be it unto me according to your word. She trusted the source. She trusted the source and she believed the word. When she believed the word, the word went into her. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit came upon her and she was found with a child. Today, if you believe the word, you will walk away from this room pregnant. Right? Pregnant with what? Pregnant with Jesus. Please understand, God, God hasn't changed. He changes his mind. What God wants you and I to do from this day on is to believe. If you believe, Jesus says, nothing will be impossible for you. If you believe the word, not John. If you trust John, believe the word. Two different things. If I believe the word, now the word gets into me and I'm with the, because the Holy Spirit lives in me, it's quicker than Mary. You understand? So the Holy Spirit in you is the womb in which he's waiting for you to receive the word. 
you thought you were excited to come to church, but the Holy Spirit was more excited to come to church than you were. That's why you got ready. I'm so excited to get to church today because I know I'm going to receive a word that is going to change my life. Hello, yes, it is going to change the world. And you can single-handedly bring transformation to all of creation because of the word that is in you. Let me tell you something, man. If you want to do the impossible... You've got to believe the God of the impossible. If you want to do the impossible, you've got to believe the word that makes it possible. No, no, no. If you want to do the impossible, you've got to believe the word that makes it possible. Do you understand? So today the subject that I'm going to be talking about is the mind of Christ. Okay, the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the consciousness of God's nature, character, and ability given to you in his word. Okay? Please write it down if you need to. Put it on your fridge, your computer. Put it in your head. The mind of Christ is the consciousness or the awareness of God's nature, his character, and his ability that is in his word. It's given to you in his word. So if you want the mind of Christ, it's given to you in the word. So every time you receive a fresh word of God, a progressive word of God, now your mind has expanded. Are you with me? So the mind of a believer, a Christian, you and I, is, carries the consciousness of God's nature, God's character, God's ability, because it is embedded in the word. Okay? When I believe God's word, or when you believe God's word, faith begins to grow, or I have become conscious more conscious, more aware of God's nature, his character, and his ability in my life. That is what it means to have the mind of Christ. To have the mind of Christ doesn't only mean thinking Christ's thoughts and other times thinking your thoughts. It means that in my mind, I am become more conscious, aware of God's ability for the impossible than my ability for the, for the impossible. My ability, based on the wisdom of the world, causes me to believe that every circumstance is impossible to overcome. But when I am conscious of God's word in my life, I'm conscious of, of, of his ability, his nature, his character. Now, every circumstance and situation becomes possible. So which means the mind of Christ causes you and I to have an authority. Because Jesus says, let your kingdom come on earth. It's the king's dominion. I am become conscious, aware of the king's dominion in my mind. Do you understand? In order for me to become a new creation, manifest the new creation, I have to have the new creation in my mind. 
in the same way for me to have power over the wisdom of this world, a circumstance that is causing me to feel less power. In order for me to have power over it, I have to have power within me. Let's say the doctor came to you and gave you a report. I'll give an example. He came to you and gave you a report and said that you had cancer. Okay? You're manifesting cancer. That's what the report says. Don't shoot the doctor. He's telling you what he's seeing in your body. You have to honor him. So don't go to God saying, God, whose report would you believe God? <laughs> Do you understand? You know why it sounds stupid? Because we did it before. We allowed the doctor's report to lead us to God. If I am a new creation, if you're a new creation, this is our response. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So if greater is he that is in me, I understand that Christ has overcome cancer on the cross. If he has overcome cancer on the cross, that same power, that same ability is in me. If it is in my mind, now I can cancel the doctor's report. You understand? I can cancel the doctor's report. Why? Because the doctor gave me the report. Hello, he didn't go to God and give you a report saying, boss, this is your report about your sales guy. <laughs> right? He comes to you and gives you the report. Now you don't take the report and go to God. God is saying, do something about it. Your report has come to you. So that report has come to you because the report says that it's more powerful than the God in your mind. And so you've got to understand that the consciousness or the mind of Christ says, I am more dominant I am more dominant in here than anything else outside. He is more dominant in me than the report of a doctor, than the calls of a bank. Hello. Huh? What society has to say about you. Huh? All these things that demean you and make you powerless. All the words that your husband or your wife told you, your mom and dad told you, all the way growing up, everything that, that caused you to have less power. I want to tell you something. Today, if you make the choice to, to allow the mind of Christ to be dwelt in your mind, you will step into power that you've never had before. You must understand what, how powerful God's word is. In his word is embedded his nature, his character, and his ability. These three things are very, very important because his word makes you like him. You must understand that when Mary said, be it unto me according to your word, it transcended her. It made her ascend from humanity to divinity. It made her come out of human way of getting pregnant. Because for her, for her to get pregnant, she had to have sex with her husband and then the sperm and all that kind of stuff takes place. The seed is sown and then she gets pregnant and, and you know, she starts vomiting. 
and, and having morning sickness and all that kind of stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a human way of doing things. But in the kingdom of God, when you receive the word of God, he pulls you out of your human way and he brings you into a supernatural way, in the way of the new creation. Because the, when you understand that, that, that there's a God way of receiving the word, <laughs> there's a God way of receiving the word. God's way of receiving the word doesn't need nine months to bear fruit. Hello. In the kingdom of God, before the sower sows, the reaper starts reaping the harvest. Hello. Mary, because she received the word, she got pregnant. Huh? It completely confounded the wisdom of this world. Because God doesn't operate according to the wisdom of the world. Here's what I wanted to tell you today. Many Christians go to God in prayer, responding to him with the wisdom of the world. And they wonder why their prayers don't get answered. Think about it. Just think about what I'm talking about. Think about it, man. You are, you're in trouble, you go to God. It's the wisdom of the world. God's kingdom, you're in trouble. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> wow. This strife has come my way. Thank you for this opportunity that I can reveal your power. That I can show, I can show this demon your ability in me. So he never comes at me again. Do you understand? When you feel like sickness is targeting your body, the last place you should run from is God's word. In fact, that is the place that can transcend you from humanity into divinity. And new creation, the new creation man is more divinity than is humanity. <laughs> Some of y'all are getting there. Not a problem. You're getting there. It's getting, it's good. It's good. I want to tell you what is impossible with men. You know the verse, right? Sure. Are you sure? Do you know what you're saying? Hmm. Every time you say it is possible with God, you're saying, I have the mind of Christ. And now I'm fully aware. You can't move me. I am fully aware that this same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead, lived, dead lives in me and gives life to my mortal bodies in a different way. When we sing, there ain't no grave, brother, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, you, you're a new creation. We're getting there, we're getting there, we're getting there. It's good, it's good. The word mind is, is defined like this. It is the faculty of reasoning. Okay? Have you, um, anybody been to college? There's a faculty that decides what you study. So the mind is created by God to be the faculty that reasons together. Not you, your mind does it. Now I'm going to get into some stuff. This is new stuff, okay? And I need you to be awake. Okay, don't get offended. 
right? Last week I said that as a normal human being, we go through 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, right? And 80% of it, 90% of it is all the thoughts of the past, okay? You must understand that if you can picture yourself as the CEO of your faculty, okay? And in your board of directors, you're sitting with your management team now, and all your board of directors are thoughts of the past. Hello? Okay, please don't get offended. You're talking with your past. Your past is reasoning within itself and giving you choices to make based on the past. Every thought that you have, 60 to 70,000 thoughts, are sitting in that boardroom and they're like talking on the bell. It's firing and, and wiring. It's firing and wiring. They're firing and wiring. They're telling you, oh, look at this. What about that? Would you look at this? What about this option? Do this, do that, do this, do this. Oh, do this because your father did that. And do this because your mother told you that. And do this because your pastor said this. And look at the way he dresses. And do this, and do this, and do that, and do this, and do this. And you're sitting there going. <laughs> and then the question comes, what do you think? And if you've been following the, the, the conversation of the past, they put the choice before you and because now you've reasoned with the past, you've consulted with witchcraft. Hello. It's your past. Because that it, your past is controlling you. It's witchcraft. Do you understand? There are people who think they can come to church and control the pastor. Not here. You're sitting there with all the thoughts of the past and they're talking to you like that and, and they empower you to make a choice. And every time you choose based on their consultation, you start living your future in the past. Do you understand? Renewing of the mind looks like this. Every time you hear the word of God, because God is outside of time. Oh, no, no, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if you get it. God is outside of time. He's not past, present, future. He's outside of time. So every time you bring God's word into your mind, the faculty, you kick the past out. Every thought kicks the thought of the past out. You understand? Every time you do that, you're replacing your past with your future. You're replacing your past experiences with future experiences. Why? Because the word of God is progressive. 
I would rather have progressive people on my board of directors than have regressive people sitting on my board of directors. I'm not interested in what who said about what. That gossip is witchcraft. No entertainment here. No, I'm not going to buy a ticket for that movie. Hello. I'm not going to sow into that. Let me tell you something. You have time to sow. Don't sow your time into gossip. Because what you're going to reap, what you're going to reap is your past. Sow into the future. So into people who give you a hope. So into people who give you life. So into people who speak your future to you. Who give you a hope and, and a reason for you to live. Spend time with those people. Listen, God loves to reason. Don't think reasoning is bad. Reasoning is a good thing. In your mind, when you receive the word of God, you must reason with the word of God. See, if you reason with the wisdom of the world, and the wisdom of the world is leading you to God, saying, hey, go to God. Maybe this time God will protect you. Because everything else failed. Right? I try, you try, but pastor, I tried everything in my life. I tried all, everything. Alcoholics, anonymous Anonymous alcoholics. <laughs> I tried cutting out every temptation in my life. I did everything. Problem is, I did everything. I am the one. I'm the one who's still consulting the past, hoping that my life will change in the future. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Are you getting confused? You know what I'm talking about, right? But every time I consult with the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God begins to reason with God in your mind. Please understand what I'm talking about. I'll show you in the scripture because you need, I need to set this foundation for you. God loves to reason with God. How do I know that? Genesis chapter 1. And God said to God, and God, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. Let us give them dominion. What did he give them? Dominion. Listen, God spoke to the stars and said, let there be light. And there was light. There were stars in the sky. He spoke and it happened. But he spoke to God, but man didn't happen. So where did he speak? He was reasoning in his mind. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were sitting as board members and talking to themselves. Let us make man according to our image. I think we, the earth is null and void. It needs a man who is like us, who's made according to our image and likeness so that let us then give him dominion. Let us give him the ability to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air. Over every living thing that creeps. If you have a creep in your life, you have dominion over that creep. If your boyfriend is a creep, you have dominion over him. Just delete the number. That's just 
Just delete. Press the delete button, brother. If that girl is nagging you from morning till night, just press the delete button. I am a new creation in Christ. All is gone and the new has come. Let me tell you something. If a person is leading you to be destructive in your choices, press the delete button. Exit, escape, escape. Jesus is your parachute. Take the jump. Yeah. Control, don't do control, all delete. Because he's still there. Select, delete. Simple. God loves to reason. He loves to reason. And he loves to reason with you. The problem is he doesn't like you reasoning with the wisdom of the world. He doesn't like you reasoning with your past. Oh, pastor, you don't know my wife. God is not in that conversation. I don't, I don't, if God is not there, I'm not there. Bye, bye. Do you understand? The culture of our church is like that. If any, I'm giving you full authority. If anybody talks to you about the past, not their past, somebody else's past, and somebody else's choices, Delete. Delete. And I give you authority to stay away from them till you see Christ. Trust me, it'll do your world of a good. In fact, it'll change your world. And it will create a new world with God in it. It's beautiful. I, in, my, in my mind, I have my wife, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's it. Do you understand? My wife, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. No, buddy time is not in my mind. <laughs> don't, don't get emotional, please. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> buddy and time are there at home. You must come into this place. See, my, mind, my wife does mind talks with me. How do I know that? I look at her, she looks at me, I know what she's saying. <laughs> See, the nature of God is to guide you with his eyes. <laughs> Some of the husbands are like, Ayo. I was like, man, I was hoping that that would be the old, old creation. No, that part is new creation stuff, sir. <laughs> if your wife has big eyes, I mean, big, beautiful eyes, then learn what the mind is saying. Okay? After the word. <laughs> you know, God, I said this before, so I'll say it again so that, you know, God loves to reason. The Bible, he says, come, let us reason together. You can't reason with him with your, your wisdom. Because he's not interested. That produces death. He wants to reason with you about life, about the future, about health, prosperity, richness. You know, when God wanted to do something on the earth, he came to talk to his friend, Abraham. He came to reason with him. Okay. He left heaven on his way to bring destruction. 
to Sodom and Gomorrah because of sin. He came to talk to his friend, Abraham, to reason with him. What should I do? Should I destroy them? Lord, what if there are 40 people? God knows there are 40 people. God wants to know whether your mind is filled with, with those 40 people. God wants to know whether you love the righteous. And whether, whether you'll say, God, sinners in Dubai. Sinners, bring fire down. No, man, there are, in this room there are about 400 righteous people. Why do you think God, why, how can you pray for destruction when God wants to bless the city because of you? I understand. So God will stop his plans and will change his mind because of what you have to say. Now, oh, come on. Come on now. Come on. Don't take your prayer time lightly. God is looking for counsel. Oh, come on. But don't go counseling him according to your wisdom. God, I think, I think, hmm, maybe you should give all that money to me and then maybe, you know, I live a happy life. No, no, not coming. It's not coming. Trust me, not coming. But see, if you want to get rich, do this, okay? This is, this is my prayer. I'm giving you a secret, okay? Secret. I said, God, give me the money so I can steward it. You understand? That's how you do it. God, trust me with the business so I can change business, how business is done in the city. So I said, God, give me a church so I can change how church is done in the city. Right? Now, now I'm, you're talking his language. You're speaking his word. It's not going to the scripture and says, John chapter 1 says, this God. No, it's not that. That's, that's, a, that's, that's performance. It's not relationship. He comes to you as a friend. God comes to you because he loves you and he loves the place that you live in. But he comes because he loves reasoning. Let us reason together. And so Paul is saying the same thing. Offer your bodies to God because it is your reasonable sacrifice. It means that you reason within yourself to offer your body to God so that God can now use your body to preach to the world. Amen. <laughs> really good. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <coughs> the mind of Christ <clears throat> is a faculty that is filled with word. The word of God. Some of us, the renewing process is a process of letting go. This is, a prophetic, <laughs> this is a prophetic word for some. Some of you need to let that old man go. Not the old husband. <laughs> if you think your husband is old, your mind needs to be renewed. Because he, he's going to live as long as a tree. Just get used to it. Get used to hugging a tree. Pastor, my, my husband doesn't hug me back. Have you hugged a tree? Doesn't hug you back. <laughs> laugh, it's okay. Laugh, we're in the presence of God. My husband doesn't do anything. Well, have you seen a tree? 
He doesn't do the dishes. Hello. Yo. My husband is only fruitful and he multiplies. <laughs> they want to leave you hanging over there. Okay. Here's another thing I'm going to go after. Are you ready? Okay. There's nowhere in the Bible where God is a matchmaker. And I really do believe that if you are going down this road of transformation, where you're renewing your mind with the things of God. His nature and his ability and his character need to be your board members. When you have another person, if you're single in this church, this is for you. If you're married, <laughs> this is not for you. Okay. If, if, if somebody outside of your mind comes to you and puts a thought in your mind about somebody else that God did not put there, it's not love. It's infatuation. Matchmaking, I'm talking about that. It's the most disrespectful thing that you can do to a person. Please listen to me. I do not agree with it. Not because God, like how did, you, how did you get married? I got married because God showed me who my wife was. And I chose to fall in love. I didn't need anybody else showing me anything. Let me tell you something. When man comes to you with the wisdom of man or a woman, it's inferior compared to God's wisdom. Please listen to me. If a person is in a community like this and they don't f fall in love with anyone, it's okay. It's absolutely fine. But if they do fall in love, it should be out of their own accord. Not because somebody set somebody up. That is wrong doctrine. This church is free. You, if you're single, fall in love. Fall in love with Jesus. Like, please. Choose a person, a guy or a girl, that, that is manifesting Christ. You know how? It's by their mind is being renewed. If their mind is not being renewed by the truth of God's word, then run away. Because their counsel is really bad. Do you understand? We, when we come into matchmaking, the person who is making the match or trying to make the match carries a, a sense of an, uh, an expectation for their life that they're feeding into your mind. And now you start living according to the expectations. And now if, they, if you don't, then... But good fellow, man. You understand? Arranged marriages... 
Please understand something. This, yeah. <laughs> Shift delete. Please, it is the old. If you're a new creation, if your marriage has been arranged, praise Jesus, you can't change it. Okay, now, now you've got to renew your mind. God, bring your wife into the board of directors. Bring your wife and your husband into, into to counsel. Do you understand? But if you're trying to fix somebody's marriage, arrange somebody's marriage, my daughter, I have to get her married to this person. Hello, you get married to that person. What are you talking about? You're trying to live. Oh, then I will tell you how to have your wedding. You have to have these flowers, okay? I love you. I love you. But you have to have those flowers, okay? And sing this song. No, no. You're just trying to live your old wannabe life through somebody else's life. Just let people go. Just leave them. Parents, just don't worry about your kids. They're in a good church. Yeah. In a good church. Here we speak the truth. If you're manifesting anything except Christ Jesus, you will be confronted. You will be confronted in this church. If you're manifesting your past, I will confront you because there is hope for a better future. You've got to come into a church in a community that challenges you to get better at what you do. So I'll put that to rest now. That's the part of our culture, okay? If, I, if anybody has ever experienced matchmaking from Kelsey or me, which was ne will never happen or never happened, or even any of my coaches or heads or worship leaders or whatever, whoever in this church, I want to apologize to you because that is not the nature of Christ. And from today, it changes. It changes today because I don't want you to fall in love with somebody else's thought of somebody else. I want you to fall in love with the mind of Christ in a person. Because even if they're not yet manifesting Christ, if they have the mind of Christ, they will manifest the new creation. And that's the hope really for every single person in this church. Every single person. Don't be in a hurry, man. You have lots of time. You will live as long as trees. If God can take Abraham and Sarah... Right? If God can take them and, have, and allow them to have children, he transcended them. Because Sarah believed the word. Abraham believed the world, word and it was accounted to him as righteousness. I would love for you to fall in love with righteousness in a person, not in anything else. Oh, he looks good, but he's not right, pastor. He's not, he, just, just walk around, get to know a person. Don't get to know a person because somebody else is saying it. If you find a person interesting, go to them and tell them, hey, you're interesting. Can I get to know Christ in you? Because that's hope for glory. So you're investing in a person. You're now investing time in a person because you know there's hope for glory. You're going to experience glory in your relationship, not death and destruction. Please, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, pastor, what are you saying? Are you giving free reign to everybody to do whatever they want? Am I now? I'm not saying you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever Christ wants. 
I'm giving you freedom, full. Take it, take it. Impartation. I'm giving you freedom to do everything that Jesus wants you to do. If Christ wants you to study, study, man. Do well. If Christ wants you to take a job, take the job. If Christ wants you to love your wife, love your wife. Love your kids. Don't love somebody else's kids more than yours. I mean, come on. How deceived are you? Come on. We have, we have people who, who live in make-believe marriages. Because it was arranged in that way. <laughs> Do you understand? We have to... We, some the Indian mindset, when they're getting married, Pastor, I get married, I have to have children, and then I suffer with the man for the rest of my life. <laughs> my job is only to have children. Really? Is this what your life is all about? Really? That's it? Have kids and, and then what? Suffer. With everything that happens. And I, I want to tell you, your life is, is greater than that. You're, if you're suffering today in a marriage, I want to tell you something. That you can transform your mind first. Don't change your husband or your wife. Change your mind first. If you can change your mind, focus on changing the way you see things. The way you allow, remove the negative and fill it with Christ. Not even positive, not even with good. Fill it with Christ. Fill your mind with Christ. Fill your mind with Christ. Fill your mind with Christ. Then you'll start seeing your husband and your wife in a different way. Because you'll start seeing your husband or your wife according to the way Christ sees them. Then it will start changing your marriage. Your marriage will change. Your relationships, your friendships will change when you change. I told you, don't get offended, okay? From the beginning itself. I'm not saying arranged marriages are good or bad. If somebody's trying to, if your parents are arranging your marriage, don't get married straight away. Take time. Get to know the person. But be free to say no. Be free to say no. Keep your standard high, man. Don't give yourself to cheap things so easily. Keep your standard high. You know, the reason why People give themselves so cheaply is because they live in the past. If you can have Christ in your mind, the mind of Christ, and Christ begins to talk to you about how he is so dignified, how he is so glorified, how he is so perfect and blameless, and you begin to start believing that as Christ is, so am I on this earth. Now you start lifting your head up high. You don't need anybody to encourage you. You are encouragement yourself. And you walk around encouraging people and bringing transformation in people's lives. You're not looking for people to tell you, oh, you did a good Carlos, you were awesome on the base, brother. You did phenomenal. He was awesome on the base, by the way. He will always be awesome on the base. But my point to what I'm saying is, Carlos's joy is not based on what John has to say. Carlos's joy is based on what the board of directors have to say. If the board of directors is the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and his wife, now we're in a, we're in a good place. Hello? If, if, because he's married. Okay? But if, 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 let's say, if the, the wife is not saved, you can have Father, Son, Holy Spirit in your mind. The mind of Christ is the consciousness. It's the faculty that constantly believes and thinks and reasons about God's word. God doesn't think about your word, brother, sister. Because your word is inferior compared to his word. How do I know this? I don't think your thoughts. 
My thoughts are way higher than your thoughts. My, way, my ways are higher than your ways. Why are you talking to me about your ways? No way. <laughs> it's a better highway. High, high, highway. Lift your vision higher. Lift up your heads. He constantly, the Bible is telling us, lift up your heads. Lift up your gaze, oh your gaze. Let the king of glory come in. You know, they say that, uh, scientists say that by the time you're, are you ready for this? By the time you are 35 years old, okay, 95% of who you are is a set of behavior patterns. 95% of who you are today sitting in this room, if you're 35, you reach the mark. If you're older than 35, there's hope for you. Please change your mind. If you're not yet 35, there's still time. Okay? But by the time you're 35 years old, 95% of who you are is memorized behavior patterns. I was with the dogs this morning. They were not in my mind. I was walking them on the road. On, in... in, in, in um, um, where we live. And I was walking them and on the second round around the house, uh, the buildings, I came across this young lady, um, young mother with a baby. Right? And uh, the, the young mother, as soon as she saw the dog, she was just so full of joy. You know, I mean, my dogs are really good dogs. Sometimes. And... <laughs> And, uh, and, and so this young mother looks at, looks at the dogs and she goes, oh, how cute. And then she, she, she turns from the dogs and she looks at the child and she starts telling the child, oh, look, dog, dog, bow, bow, that's how, that's what she did. I would do woof, woof, which is better, but she did bow, bow to my dogs that are really like, you know, anyway. <laughs> They're manly. <laughs> yeah. They're not the woof woof kind of dogs. They're good ones. Anyway, so she looks at it and she's, she's mimicking the dogs to the child. Do you understand? So now in her mind, and parents, you must understand what I'm saying today. In her mind, she has associated dogs with friendship, with joy. The thought of a dog is associated with friendship and joy. And she's taken that same thought, her experience, and she's fed it into her child. The child now looks at the dogs and looks at the mom and beams this early morning smile. You know, I call it the early morning smile. Children just beam. He was just beaming with joy, looking at the dogs, and he started kicking his legs and his hands, and he was so happy to see the dogs. Now, that is just one thought that created an environment in the child's mind, right? That associated dogs with friendship and joy. Please excuse me for that. Do you understand? Now, let's say this, we do the same thing. They come out at the same time, which is very hard because I don't have set times in which I do things. I do things differently. My dogs also don't, are not into a, a set behavior because... I take them out whenever I feel like it. They don't control me. I control them. 
which is the way it should happen. Anyway, so let's say I am in a cycle and every day at the same time, if you're in a cycle, time to get out. If you're having tea at the same time every evening, and you, or in the morning, and you open the newspaper first thing, and you drink your tea with the newspaper, hello, cycle. You understand? Break out of cycle. So anyway, so let's say, now every morning this child is looking at the dogs, and the mother does the same thing. It's repeated behavior. Over and over again, right? The dogs don't mind her. Let's say this little child grows up looking at these dogs every single day. And he has the same behavior patterns to these, to these dogs. What happens in his mind is, is what I call his, it goes from engaging in consciousness to entering into the subconscious. It goes from, it goes from reacting intentionally to just reacting subconsciously. What happens is that from the mind, because it's repeated over and over and over again, now it's entered into the body and the body reacts. Happens to churches and Christians all the time. You know what I'm talking about. Sam was talking about it. We come to church, expect the same thing. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Go back home, same, no change. What's happened is that over a period of time, this child now has, it will grow up to becoming a dog lover. And as he grows up to becoming a dog lover, his personality will be known as a dog lover. Do you understand? So thoughts create thoughts that cause you to make choices over and over again. Same choices over and over again will cause you to have behavior patterns that will give you your personality. So who you are today is repeated behavior patterns from the time you were a child till today. Who we know you to be is based on the choices you made from the time you were a child. That's why we need Christ. If you wake up every morning and go and brush your teeth, the first thing you do every single day, and before you go to sleep, you brush your teeth, you're in a cycle. You know why? Because somebody told you if you don't brush your teeth, your breath will stink, right? Your teeth will decay, and lots of things will start crawling in your mouth, right? And so you brush your teeth. But you don't brush your teeth intentionally cleaning every tooth. You're just like, and your, your mind is, your mind has reached the office and you're still brushing your teeth. Your mind is gone, oh, why my boss, man, really, I don't know. You, you understand, what's happened is you're sitting at the board of directors brushing your teeth while your mind is making, the thoughts in your mind are making your mind up. It happens because you are in a cycle. Cycle. Jesus says this, if the eye is bad, then if the eye is bad, then the whole body is dark. How great is the dark, how great is the light in you? He's talking about dark light. I've always wondered, what is he talking about, Jesus? What is this dark light? Until I started understanding the subconscious. 
The subconscious, it's a thought that has a light. Every word of God, what is God's word? It is the light. And every thought that comes into your mind, if it's not of God, it produces an inferior light. That light comes into your mind and enters into your subconscious, which controls your life, producing an inferior light. 95% of who you are is dark light. I'm glad it's shocking you. But God is calling us as a new creation. He's calling us with hope. Can I sit in your board of directors? Can I sit in the faculty of your mind? Because I feel like you need to change. I feel like you need to become Christ-like. So what happens with the renewing of your mind is every time you receive a thought from God, you practice. You practice. You meditate on that thought. You allow that thought to sink into your mind. Sink in, sink in, sink. Go, go, stay, 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 stay. Kick the old guy out. God, you stay in my mind. One by one. One by one. There's a reason why I asked every single person in this church to get one thought a day. Just one. All I did was I fired the old guy and brought in the new man. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Right? How many of you believe that your life changed when you started thinking one new thought a day? That's amazing. Amazing. So God is really wanting us to Present to him a body that is transformed by Christ. The word of God in itself, you don't have to force yourself to think. Please understand something. God's nature, it's natural for him to reason amongst himself. Oh, come on. For, for us, we're like, oh, no, no, brother, I have to sit and meditate. I have to force myself to meditate on the word of God. The Holy Spirit prays whether you like it or not. He is constantly interceding on your behalf. You must understand that God is longing for God in your mind. And every time you receive a thought, the Holy Spirit is like, wow, today's Christmas. You must understand, he receives that thought and then he begins to talk to God in your mind. And you're sitting there in a conversation and you're listening to God having a conversation with God. Wow, that thought, wow, new creation, life. Wow. And, and then they're beginning to talk to you now and they're saying, hey, you're a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on, John. Come on, Kelsey. Come on, Sam. You are way better than the choices that you're making. Now, come on, you, you're rich, you're not poor. You are good looking, you're handsome, you're beautiful. And God begins to reason with God and say, let us, let us cause this person to become a new creation. Let us give them dominion. Let us give them authority. Let us cause them now, give them, bring situations in their life so that they can test us in their mind. Come on. Let us allow these situations to come. Let's, let's allow a job loss. Let's see what happens. Let, let him go bankrupt. Let him, it's okay. Let's see what, whether he produces according to us or according to the wisdom of this world. Because the wisdom of the world says when you've lost everything, you've lost something. But with God, you never lose anything. 
You have everything in you. You have everything in you. And so now Christ in you is the hope of glory. If you live without hope, you've got to renew your mind. Because every situation in your life will turn around if you make a choice of hope in your life. Come on. You must understand that thoughts create atmospheres. Bless you. <laughs> Do you understand? Every thought that comes from God carries the atmosphere of heaven. And if you want kingdom of God to come on the earth, it's not going to fall through the sky. It's going to come through you. So if you want kingdom to come, king's dominion, that means you have to have dominion. If you don't have dominion in your mind, if you've lost the battle in your mind, you'll never manifest victory. Even in the prison, even in the correctional facility, if you don't lose the battle of the mind, if you, God, God, and God can have a conversation about your situation. Huh? Say, I, uh, God, don't worry about it. I got it. When was the last time you said, God, I've got it. I have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. God, I don't need you to come from the sky. I just need to manifest you out of my life. So I will take authority. Hello? I will take authority. I will manifest the job. I will manifest money. I will manifest a good marriage. I will manifest a car. I will manifest an awesome church. I will manifest it. You've got to come into the place where you are more confident in who Christ is in you than who Christ is not in you. Thoughts create atmospheres. Atmospheres enable you to make choices that create behavior patterns, then in turn creates your personality. You must, you must understand this. You know, I love coffee. And, and um, coffee is such a revelation to me because it's in a seed form. And every time I buy coffee, I don't buy powder, I buy beans. Every time I grind the beans in the coffee seed itself, they, it carries this atmosphere, this aroma. Hmm, you know what I'm talking about, right? The minute you grind those beans, the minute the bean is pressed and crushed and broken, the entire house begins to smell. Oh, coffee, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> There's an anointing for coffee in this room. <laughs> what does coffee carry? It carries the atmosphere. Coffee carries an atmosphere within itself that when you break the seed, it releases the atmosphere. The seed of God's word carries within itself an atmosphere. It's called the glory of God. And every time you receive the seed of God's word in your mind, and every time you meditate, you chew on the word, it breaks the atmosphere into your mind. Now, scientists say, scientists, scientists, okay? Scientists say that the genome of a human being, the gene of a human being, does not have the ability to die or fall, fall sick. 
every single human being, your genes don't have the ability to die. Science is proving this now. Your genes that is in you, the gene pool that makes you who you are, that gives you life, that, that, ge- that transforms your personality, that transforms your body, that causes you to live, does not have the ability to die in itself. Because for God to create someone to die means that he's created you with limitation. That means you are not created according to his image and likeness. Anyway, I'll leave that. You can meditate on that later. But now you can listen to me, okay? Listen to me. Look at me, please. Look at me. The reason why people get sick, and this is what scientists are saying, is because of the atmosphere around the gene. The atmosphere around the gene dictates to the gene that you are living in the past. And because of that, it causes you to age. Because of that, it causes your body to break down. Basically, you don't need cancer to kill you. Your thoughts can kill you. Think about what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. The atmosphere that you create in your mind based on the thoughts that you allow will cause you to self-destruct. If you're feeling sick in your body, it's not because of this environment around you. It's the atmosphere in your mind. If, I can, if you can change the atmosphere, how do you change the atmosphere? Every thought carries an atmosphere. Every word of God carries the atmosphere of God in your life. The minute you live, spend time meditating on God's word, you're thinking God's word, you, allow, you sit in a conversation where God, God, and God are reasoning amongst themselves as to how to change the world through you, now you start living not looking forward to dying. Just choose to live. You know why? Because you've heard God say, hold on a minute. I can use this guy to change the world. I can use this woman to change the world. It doesn't matter what is happening to your body right now. The body will change according to the atmosphere in the mind. When your mind begins to be filled with the atmosphere of God's word. Oh, man, I'm feeling the power of God. When you can fill your mind with the atmosphere of heaven. Now, as he is. But listen to the word. He says, as he is, so are we in this world. Now, come on, bring him into your mind. Bring him to your mind. Some of you are okay with death. Remove that guy from your board of directors. Because the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. If you can allow your mind to just think one thought of life, one thought that I will live, I choose to live and not die. If you can just allow that one thought in your board of directors, he will trump all the guys that are there. You bring one thought of Jesus in your mind and he will kick every other thought out. Because why? He's got that one thought is dominant. That thought is dominant because the kingdom of God is not a weak kingdom. It moves in force. So you become stronger. You become powerful. You're not a weakling anymore. You don't need bad experiences to make you strong. You need the word of God and the atmosphere of heaven to make you strong. The Bible says that when David was going through something bad, that he strengthened himself in the Lord. 
He didn't run to the high priest. He strengthened himself in the Lord. What did he do? He took the word of God into his mind and he made God his board of directors and he heard the conversation. That's why he heard the conversation in the book of Psalms. It says, I saw the Lord and I heard my Lord say to my Lord, sit at my right hand and I will make your enemies my footstool. That's why. Come on, man. Come on. You must understand. You must understand. You must understand how it works. God is not waiting for you to come to him with the problems. He's just waiting for you to open your mind so he can deal with your problems. Strength does not come from going to the gym. Strength comes from him. It comes from him. When you allow him into your mind, now you are stronger than any other power around you. Nothing can stop you. Nothing will hold you back. Nothing will be able to overpower you because you are all-powerful because an all-powerful God lives in you and he is the atmosphere of heaven within you. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. Can I have someone on the keys, please? Some of you guys have been so used to being weak that you are comfortable being weak. And I want to tell you, that is not the nature of Christ. He is so strong that he could choose the cross. He is so strong that the enemy would not even accuse him. He would not. Let me tell you something. When people, please listen to me before you go out, some of you, just wait for one second. Just wait for one second. Don't get busy. Just listen to me for one second. When people accuse you and it's not the truth, don't justify. Don't even respond to it. Don't even respond to it. You know why? Because your conscience is clean before God. Your heart is clean. Your mind is clean. Don't respond to poison. Come on. You are more powerful than what anybody has to say. You are more powerful than the wisdom of this world. Your mind is the mind of Christ. Every word carries in it an atmosphere. An atmosphere of heaven. That when you meditate on that word, when you sit down, what does meditation look like? It's sitting down on the seat of choice and listening to God have a reasoning. That's what meditation looks like. To us as new creation, it's not sitting down with your, fing- with your feet crossed like that and chanting things till Jesus comes. Hello. God is already in you. Let me tell you something. Please, are you listening? The word of God is the presence of God in you. The Word of God is the presence of God in you. Don't go looking for the presence. Let Him speak to you. The Word of God is the presence. He's present in you right now. Right now. He's in you. He's in your mind. You've got to kick out every other plan that you have after church. Kick it out. Every other lie. Just right now, kick it out of your mind. And you bring in the word of God. Every time man tells you you can't, God says you can. 
Everything that says is impossible, God says it is possible. If people treat you badly because you don't have money, they are poor, you are rich. I've got to come into a place where you understand that every word, when it is broken, releases a glory. The atmosphere of heaven is the glory of God. Please listen to me. When you serve God into the mind, the faculty of reasoning, and you listen to their conversation when they talk, God and God. And you listen to their conversation when he speaks, he releases a glory of creation. He releases a glory, an atmosphere. And that atmosphere, ladies and gentlemen, transforms your genes. You want to know how you can live healthy? Change the atmosphere. <laughs> you want to live longer? Change the atmosphere in your mind. How do you change the atmosphere? Bring the very seed of the atmosphere into your mind. A seed of God's word. I want to tell you this. Don't live for another generation. You are that generation. You are that generation. You are that new Jerusalem. You are that city on a hill that will never be hidden. God created you without the option of death. Why don't you just allow him to live the perfect life through you? Just allow him the glory. Jesus, you are the glory and the lifter of my head. Every word of God in my mind lifts my head. Oh, come on. That is so beautiful. Every word that comes out of the mouth of God carries within it glory to lift my head. This is the atmosphere. This is the environment of heaven. This is the culture of heaven on earth. 